welcome to Savor, where we delight in God's goodness through discovering His heart. Join hosts Stacy and Suzanne along with special guests as they have honest conversations about how to savor God's Word as they grow in their relationship with Christ. Welcome back to the Savor Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for the second episode. I'm we're Stacy and Suzanne, and we're thrilled to have you. Hey, Mom, thanks for being the one listener who's <laughs> returning, right? We're so glad you came back for another another episode. Yes. Hope that um, you guys have all been doing well. Today on the podcast, we are just going to spend some time talking about where do we begin this journey? Because as you remember, if you listen to our first episode, we really are all about learning how to delight in the goodness of God by discovering the heart of God. And so today, we're going to try and answer that question, where do you begin? Where do you begin, Suzanne? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a great question. Um, it can seem a little overwhelming um, in the beginning about thinking about where do I begin to get to know God, the creator of the universe. Um, and even more amazing is that he wants to get to know us. Like that never ceases to amaze me. Um, but this week I was reading in um, Exodus and it was interesting that I read this this week, knowing that we were going to be recording this episode because we were kind of talking about how do we even like explain what the heart of God is. Like you can't really, don't you think? I mean, that's kind of hard to encompass. Like, what is the heart of God? <laughs> yes, that's why I didn't write any notes on that. Suzanne. That's why Stacy just skipped down to another part. But God, in His goodness, um, as I was reading, I've just been reading in Exodus, and I was actually in Exodus thirty. 33 and 34. And um, it's just going up and, you know, Moses has been talking with God and just, you know, trying to help the Israelites. And so he's getting up on this mountain with God. But Moses asked God, and Stacy, you reminded me this because I wasn't even talking about this part, that when Moses asked God to show him his glory, the Lord said, and this is in Exodus 33, 19, and don't worry about that. We'll put all that in the show notes for you. But it said, the Lord answered Moses, and it says, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence, and I will have mercy on you. And it goes on and on. But the point of that is just that um, I loved that Stacy reminded me that he said that all, that all his goodness would pass in front of Moses. That was That's just, don't you love that? I do. I love that because um, for a long time, I this is a side note, so this is for free. Yeah, for free. For free. This is all for free. <laughs> it is, actually. <laughs> it's the joy of the Lord we've got That's going right. on. So truly, though. No, but I remember um, the reason that stood out to me is because years ago, I really felt strongly about doing a study on the glory of God because mm. there's so much there. And um, so I went back and thought, where is the first interaction that we see Scripture talking about the glory of God? And this is one of the very first, if not the first, I can't remember now, but it's one of the very first instances that we um, see the reference of the glory of God. And I just love it that Moses is like, let me see your glory. And God's like, my goodness, all of my goodness will pass before you. And I think for me, it just indicated that I want to see the spectacular and I want to see the miraculous and I want to see all of the flashes of lights and the glory and all of that. And the Lord has kind of just always reminded me, 
It's my goodness, and I am a good God. And you will, according to what it says in Psalms, see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And mm-hmm. I just love that we ask God of certain things. And so as you're beginning your journey, you may be asking God for certain things. But just remember, God knows your heart better than you know your heart, and he knows exactly what you need. And just in the same way that Moses was looking for the glory of God, God communicated to Moses my goodness is what I'm going to show you, Moses, because that is what I want you to see. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I love that. It was so funny, too, because, you know, thinking about the heart of God and how do how do we even talk about that and put it into words? And now the goodness and the glory, the glory is another one. It's like, what does that even mean? And all I could think, side note, this is also for free, which you can thank me in a minute, <laughs> um, which is just getting us way off topic. And Stacy might hate me for saying this, but <laughs> never ever. If you're going to listen to us, you're going to understand was... we have outlines, but we also may go off script a little bit. The this way is we were way all... off script. What I'm about to say, but I was reading this and it just kept talking about the glory of God. I want to see your glory, and all I can think is, how did we go from that being "Show me your glory" to when we say something about somebody? Well, he was just standing out there on the porch in all his glory. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> how did we get the glory of God to somebody? Being yeah. naked. Being, right. <laughs> I don't know. but I love I, the way your mind's thinking, though, Suzanne. It's good. I thought of that when I was reading. Then I was like, I have, that makes no sense to me. So if somebody knows how we got to that, please let us know, because I would really, that might just tickle me. Um, but back to actual glorful <laughs> God. Um, so after he says that to Moses, when he does come, um, and it says he passes in front of Moses. So this is down a little bit in, in um, 34. But the Lord is proclaiming kind of who he is to Moses, which I think we'll talk about in a little while. But it's so important that I know that we're seeing God say this to Moses about who he is. Mm-hmm. Like God is proclaiming who he is. So it's not, you know, some guy that God's been close with besides like he didn't tell Aaron to come tell Moses this is who God is. Because God needed Moses to know who he was. For, kind of like when we say from the mouth, you know, of the, what are we, there's like a saying when it comes from the person, the mouth, the, the horse mouth? I don't know. The horse's mouth? The horse's I mouth. I got to okay. see it from okay. the horse's mouth. See, mouth. we can't let me talk for too long without breaking. Um, but anyway, so the Lord says to Moses about himself. He says that he's compassionate and, gl- and gracious God, that he's slow to anger abounding in love, abounding in faithfulness, uh, maintaining love to thousands, um, which some of the commentaries say, you know, that means um, thousands of generations, Mm. Um, forgiving wickedness, that he forgives rebellion and sin. And it goes on to say, yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. So talking about that, he is a just God as well. And so I just love that reading that this week, kind of in light of what we've been talking about um, that that was from God's mouth himself, is that this is the goodness. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. And I love that um, that's where God had you this week in your time just reading, Mm. because I think it's so true to be able to hear God say who God is, not what Stacy and Suzanne say about God. Absolutely. You know, again, we hope that you enjoy listening to this podcast, but more than anything, our desire in the reason that we're doing this podcast is to get you in relationship with God so that you can know who God is by getting to know God. And so I think that's great that um, we're going to tell you who God is, 
by what God proclaims about himself. And, and just how he talks about how he's gracious and forgiving, and but he's also just, and the wicked will not go unpunished. I know a lot of times we don't like to think about that side of God, right. but a real loving God is going to do that. And that's the kind of God we serve. So I think even culturally, like if we look at what's happening um, I don't know. I didn't say this recently, but someone did. It might have been you, Stacy. I never remember who says anything. So if I ever say anything on this podcast, it's credited to someone else, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were talking about just even what's happening in our world right now, especially if we think about Afghanistan mm. and how God's people over there specifically are being targeted and um, just oppressed in the worst of ways. Don't we want a God who's just? Yeah. I mean, don't we want to see justice for his people in that way? So sometimes it's easy to think of, not think of um, God's justice in a good and loving way, Mm -hmm. but wouldn't a good and loving, just God be, you know, make justice, like create justice, whatever I'm trying to say, you get it. Yeah. Oh, I got it. That's good. (laughs) That's real good. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that's great. So again, you know, we're just trying to help you guys understand the heart of God as we're beginning to understand it too. So um, I think that's a great point. I'm glad that you kind of brought that up. And then as we continue to to really press into where did we begin? How did this start mm-hmm. for us? You know, Suzanne and I reflected on that. And then um, I was really led back to Psalm 34 and It was really interesting. So the tag for this podcast, Savor, is based off of Psalm 34, 8 that says, taste and see that the Lord is good because we really want you to experience God. But how do you do that? Where do you start? And so as we were reflecting on where we got started and how we started, I was led to Psalm 34, where it really is David writing a psalm out as he was starting his journey with the Lord. At this point, David had already been anointed and told that he was going to be king, but there was a big gap just... um, in case you're not familiar with the story, David was anointed and told that he was going to be king, but Saul was still the king of Israel at that time. And so from the time David was told that he was going to be the king until he was the king, there were lots of years that passed in between. And we're in that time period in this section of Psalm 34. And basically David's hiding in a cave. It's the cave of Adullam or Adullam. I'm not sure which way you say yeah, it. Most, we might say lots of things that we can't pronounce accurately. That's right. But that's okay. Don't shy away from hey, saying Hey, I it. bet whoever's listening, you probably can't either. That's right. And if you can, <laughs> tell us. Yeah. So, um, but so David, it finds himself in this cave of Adullam. And inside this cave, about 400 men show up. So David's on the run, terrified that Saul's going to hunt him down and kill him. He has no resources and he's in this cave. And then 400 men show up because they want to be on the journey with David. And so you would think, oh, that's great. 400 men came to show up. You know what kind of men? Scripture actually describes them in 1 Samuel 22, 2 as debtors, distressed, and discontent. So Mm. 400 men who were in debt, 
who were distressed and who were discontent showed up in this cave with David. Mm -hmm. And maybe as you're listening to this podcast today, whatever you're doing, you feel like you're in your own cave of debt, you're in your own cave of distress, or you're in your own cave of discontentment. I just came out of a season of discontentment, um, and I'm so thankful the Lord walked me through that. But that's kind of where we see David, and David is hanging out in this cave, and he is experiencing life with these men who are like, David, you're our guy. We're going to follow you wherever you are. And David's thinking, I, I'm not, okay, What what's the next thing to do? Um, but I love before David gets in this cave. So in Psalm 34, you see what he's saying in the cave, which I think is beautiful to read. But the actual story that's happening is back in 1 Samuel 22. And before David gets into the cave, he went and he ran to the priest and he wanted to get provisions for his journey. And I think that to me is also a key point of where do you begin? you run to our great high priest. In Hebrews, we're told that Jesus is a high priest who can empathize with everything that we've gone through. And so David ran to the priest. And when he went um, to the high priest for provisions, he was given bread, which was the bread of the presence. And he was also given a sword. And the sword that he was given was actually the sword that he used to cut off Goliath's head because David had done that a while before. And so... Um, he was given this bread to eat and then this sword. And so I thought about, you know, again, you can agree or disagree with me, but I I know that this was a real story that really happened. But I think there's great significance in the idea that there was um, bread and a sword because Jesus tells us he's the bread of life. Mm. And then we also know that scripture is referred to as the sword. Um, and so I think if you want to know where to begin, begin getting to know Jesus, who is the bread of life, mm. taste and see that he is good, and then get a hold of his word because it is the sword and it is a weapon that we can use. And so for me, that's kind of where I started is just, you know, I was in a place of discontentment and I started in that place seeking out God through his word and through the life of Jesus and reading the gospels. But I know that it's it's a struggle. I mean, when you start this process, because it can be overwhelming in reading the Bible and trying to understand the Bible as a whole. And so I think some of the other things we have to look at are what are the things that stop us from getting into the cave, you know, like, yeah. or, or at least seeing a way out of the cave. So we can mm -hmm. find ourselves in this cave, but how do we get out of that cave? And so Suzanne, let's spend some time kind of just talking about that. What are some things that we face that because of our debt, because of our discontentment, because of our distress in life, because of our despair or our disappointment in life, we have a hard time seeing there's light outside of that cave. Mm hmm yeah, I mean, I think that that is it. I mean, I know that truth. I mean, I think that we will hear a lot, and I know this is getting off topic a little bit too, but in a lot in our culture, we're going to hear um, things about um, truth is relative because whatever your truth is your truth and whatever my truth is my truth. But, um, you know, that just kind of leaves you hanging in the balance because if I don't believe in God's promises and God's word, then I'm not going to come out the cave because my truth is I'm, I feel more safe in the cave, mm -hmm. even despite all of those bad things going on. It's like, because we become content in what we know 
versus the uncertainty of the unknown. And so sometimes maybe you don't know what's outside the cave. So for me, that's getting to know who God is, which is kind of the basis of this podcast, right? Yeah. No, I love that. I do. I think, like you said, we have to tell ourselves whether we really believe it or not, that God's promises are true and they're for us. Mm -hmm. Um, In first or second Peter, he says, I've given you great and precious promises Mm -hmm. and we have to trust even in the darkness, even in the cave of isolation and desperation that his promises are true. And that like he told Moses, I am a good God. I am loving. I am gracious. All of those things that you were sharing Mm -hmm. with us, that's really who he is. And the only way you can get to know that is by getting to know him. Right. And if you don't know him, you're not going to have the courage to come out of the cave. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, So, you know, part of the thing that I think I just especially um, what we're seeing, I mean, it's always going to there's going to be some cultural context, right? That's throughout the Bible. And so for us, for me, that's been heavy on my heart is like, what what are we seeing? How are we seeing Christ represented? Um, And so for some of us, we may um, we may be judging who God is based on who other people are who say they love God or who are Christian or the, what what this church is saying. That, so, yeah. That is such a huge point. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us fall into this trap so often that we view God through God's people. Mm. And we have to remember, yes, God chooses to work through His people, but we are messy, broken people that need a Savior to restore us. And so if the only experience you have with God is the example of broken people, I want to encourage you, get before Him in His Word, because that is something that I think we struggle with, and it's hard for us. And so we might have to unlearn some things or go through a detox, so to speak, Mm -hmm. of detoxing ourselves of the way that God has been presented to us, whether that's in the way we grew up in our home, if we saw hypocrisy in our own homes, um, or if it's in a relationship with a spouse or a friend that maybe betrayed you or someone who's touting, you know, big thing right now is Christian nationalism. Mm. And Mm -hmm. we see that throughout our country in the name of God, we're going to... And the U.S. Constitution. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, it's like, I I don't see anything in Scripture that talks about the U.S. Constitution. But I think that that our culture right now is having a hard time. uh, It's blocking us and it's causing Mm -hmm. us to not be able to see through that. And so if we want to get to know God, we need to spend time with God. Um, We talked about, Suzanne, we talked about this earlier, kind of the idea that, you know, if you, if I want to get to know you, Suzanne, I'm not going to go have dinner with Paul Rienzo and say, hey, tell me all about Suzanne. If I want to get to know Suzanne, I'm going to Go to dinner with you, right? I hope so, because you never know with me. Somebody could tell you really something bad about me that's not even true. That's right. You know, because they don't know me, and I joke a lot, right? So once you get to know me, you know that I'm kind of sarcastic, and um, like laughing's my favorite, and being silly. So if someone doesn't know me in the context of a relationship with me, they could see some of, like, that person's just kind of off-putting. Um, and so, I mean, that's happened before. I mean, if we're honest, we probably all... Um, listen to somebody say something about somebody and then made a judgment about that person without knowing them. Me? No, never did that. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I totally have done that. And so we should not expect 
I know it feels like because we can't see God and it's not something tangible, we can't like feel like we can touch him and all those things with our senses that, um, that we don't, we can just judge him based on what other people say and think about him. And that's not fair because we wouldn't want someone to judge us that way. So I love that analogy because it's, it's true. You need to get to know him yourself. Right. So that's what we're encouraging you to do. If you have a certain view of God. Maybe you think God's an angry God. Maybe you think God is constantly disappointed in you. Maybe you think God is uh, not protecting you. Maybe you think God has let you down. If you're holding any of those views, I want to encourage you, spend time with him to get to know his heart because those things are not true about God. Um, I had a, a woman tell me not too long ago, her whole life she grew up and just really felt like God was not her protector. Mm. And she felt like he had left her and abandoned her. And I think that's a common theme that many of us have felt, at least for seasons of our life. And she said she just kept pressing into him and saying, show me where you are. Talk to me, God. And he reminded her that he was always protecting her, even when she couldn't feel it Mm. and see it. And I think That's the reality. So if you're stuck in one of those ruts of believing that God hasn't protected you or isn't for you or is embarrassed of you or ashamed or disappointed in you, that's not, that's, that doesn't line up with what his word says and how he describes himself in his word, that he is gracious to forgive, that he is loving, he is long suffering. That means he is patient. <laughs> Unlike me, I, <laughs> I do not have a patient spirit about me. And I esteem speed and fast and doing things as quickly as possible. And that is definitely not in the nature of God. God is moving at a much slower pace, and I'm thankful that he endures. Yeah, I actually love, I want to go back to what you said um, a minute ago when you talked about detoxing. So I love, um, you know, we've all heard of detoxing and how, um, especially like if you're if you're like me and you've probably been um, dieting on and off your whole life, um, and <laughs> for one re- for one reason or another, but w- this this thing has come up new, like within the diet world in the last what I don't know ten years or yeah. so, and it's all about like detox. We need to detox first and like get all this stuff out of our system. Uh, personally, I think if you have a liver, you probably don't need to do that. But and she can say that because she's a nurse, <laughs> you guys. She's not just making this stuff up off the cuff. Well, I don't. Also, there is something I'm sure that makes you feel good about nu- the nutrients you put in your body when you're detoxing, right? I don't know, but um, that idea of detoxing spiritually, I think, is super important. Um, you know, in Matthew, no, Luke, we were talking in Luke, um, in five, when it says that, um, Jesus is going to call its title, Jesus is going to call or calling his first disciples. The, he goes out and he does some teaching with them. And then he asks them, it says to throw your, uh, nets deep, deep into the deep water. And the deep water there, the word is, um, bathos, bathos. Again, I'm not going to, I don't speak Greek. So it's all Greek um, to me. Exactly. Uh, but the meaning of it is just like the extreme deep, like a like almost a po- impoverished area um, and the deep things of God. I heard one commentator um, explain it as not so much a um, like the definition of it, but is um, a barren land. And so that idea of detoxing to where you kind of get back to a fresh start. That's what we think of. And so um, I think that's super important. You've got to be honest about the things that you believe um, about God, whether they came from your mom, 
your dad, your grandparents, um, your pastor, uh, your small group leader, whoever, something might not have set well with you and or has turned you off from God, right? I mean, we can do that to people. There could be something on this very podcast that I say or that Stacy says that um, is just offensive to you in some way. And it may not even be, we didn't express it well. We didn't, you know, we're, we're human. We're going to make errors. We're going to make mistakes. And frankly, we're going to get it wrong. And if we are, um, and we need to detox ourselves. I think that's the best place to start is to get with God, get with yourself and be honest about the things that you believe. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think it's good to recognize those areas, you know, and you have to be willing to get to a place where you're going to trade that desperation that you feel for deliverance mm. because God has come to sit, set us free and yeah. freedom is what we want freedom in Christ one of my favorite verses is John 10:10 10, 10. and you know it says that I've come to Jesus is telling them I am the good shepherd I will lay my life down for you I have the authority to lay my life down and I have the authority to pick my life back up but I'm going to do this for you because I'm the good shepherd and in John 10:10 10, 10, he says you know I have come so that you may have life and life abundantly but the thief has come to steal kill and destroy. And for many of us, he has been destroying and stealing from us. And we have to move from desperation into deliverance because that's what God has to offer for us. And I think detoxing that is really um, crucial. So we're real practical girls. So if you don't know Mm -hmm. us, um, then you're going to find out that we're real practical and we like to talk about these things, but we also want to give you something that you can do. So if I'm listening to this podcast and you're telling me to detox, how? How am I going to do that? What are what are the things that I can do to do that? And that leads us into um, the last part of the podcast, which is going to be our savor moment. Mm-hmm. And so remember, on our first episode, we ended with a savor moment, and we encouraged you guys to just begin praying that prayer, uh, God, I desire to desire you. And I hope that you did that, and I hope that you continue doing yeah, that. Yeah, don't stop. Right. I've been doing that for five years now, and I still—there are days you still have to— got to dig deep. You got to cast that net out deep again. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I love in Luke 5, when Jesus told him to cast their net out deep, Peter responded, at your word, I will do mm. it. And so when God is speaking to us, we need to be responding. But I do think, yeah, keep praying that prayer. And if you have kids, pray that prayer for your kids. I just sent my oldest off to college and my constant prayer is, God, give her a desire to desire you above everything else that's going on on that campus because, boy, there's a lot. And that's true. I mean, you can pray that prayer for anyone, your spouse. I mean, we know women who are married to spouses who aren't walking in relationship with Jesus, and that's hard for them. But that so they're praying that prayer for their spouse. I also, just side note, pray for my kids that, but also I've started praying, especially for my older kids. So maybe this is a good one for you, Stacey, um, because we know once they get out there in the world, they're going to start learning all the things that they need to detox from, yes. and they'll be listening to this podcast, hopefully. Actually, they'll probably listen to someone else's, but yeah. hopefully they'll <laughs> tell them to detox from all the things that they've, you know, the presuppositions and the hurts and things that they start to bring to the table when they get with God um, is for God to reveal himself to them, Yes, just to reveal themselves yeah. in, in ways that speak to them specifically. I love, I love that. I think that's a prayer all of us can pray to, mm. you know. 
So for sure. So we're moving into our saver moment today. Um, and so what we're going to be doing in the saver moment, again, remember, we're asking you not to just listen to this podcast to kind of have something to do while you're folding laundry or driving your kids from point A to point B. But really, the heart of this is to get you in relationship with God and with God's people, other women who are on mission for him. And so we encourage you to ask your girlfriends to listen to this. And then we're going to just share some questions that we've been asking our ourselves. And we want you to ask as you begin this detox process in growing closer to God and then share that with whoever you're listening to this podcast with. So our first question um, that we want you guys to be reflecting and thinking on is, what do I currently believe about God's heart? Tell us, Suzanne, why why you think that is such an important question? Well, I think it kind of goes back to what we've been saying, you know, especially if if you bring um, hurt to the table um, from people who have uh, said they're Christian or they love God, and then they turn around and they hurt you really badly. It goes back to what we were talking about. We tend to judge God based on the behavior of, of other people. And so um, I think it's just real important to, to be honest. I mean, you, I would grab a paper and pencil if you can. We'll put all these saver um, moments. We'll put them in the show notes so if you need to come back. But to write it out, you know, for some people, that could be very therapeutic to journal that out. But what, what do we believe about God? It could be good or bad, and that's okay. God's big enough to handle what you think about Him. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think that He—honestly, He already knows— so yeah. you might as well just be honest with yourself so that you can start to um, get over that and, and and get rid of that so you can relearn who God is. Yeah, I think that's such a good point, too. And as you're answering that question, what you currently believe about God's heart, if you recognize that you're believing that God isn't your protector or you believe that God is disappointed in you or you believe that God's angry with you or whatever, and you know that that's not a right belief, ask yourself, where did you learn that? So the next question is, where did I learn that? And see if you have scripture to back it up. Because if you have a belief about God that is not supported in the word of God, then that's probably not a strong belief to hold on to. Mm. And so reflect on where did I learn that? I I just, as you're talking, I'm just get, like back to Psalm 34. I feel like there are going to be women who are listening to this who, I mean, I even feel emotional about it because it's just that there are women who are so full of shame and guilt that they feel like they can't even come to God. Mm. Like, that is so far from the truth. There is nothing. Where is it in Romans that says that nothing can separate you from the love of God? So if you're believing right now, even in this moment, that you can't come to God because you're too unclean, the Bible tells us not to call unclean what God has and Jesus has made clean. So I ask you to push past that shame. Even in Psalm 34, where we got this from, in verse 5, it says, those who look to Him are radiant and their faces are never covered with shame. And so if you're feeling that in this moment, I just pray that you will push past that shame and get in in time with God, because I think He's going to just let you feel His love and His grace for you. Absolutely. Thank you, Suzanne. Mm -hmm. And that is the reason we do this podcast, ladies. I'm going to tell you right now, Suzanne and I are and I'm speaking for both of us. We do not feel well equipped to be leading a podcast. <laughs> we were literally trying one. to shake out, like literally shaking out jitters. And we don't even know why. No one's looking at us, but we're looking at each other. <laughs> 
Right, exactly. Mm. But that moment that we just had, that's what we've been praying and asking God to provide for us. And so um, I just love when when the Lord shows up, when the Holy Spirit is here. Um, you guys couldn't see Suzanne's face, but I saw her face and she has tears in her eyes as she was talking. And you could just tell, yes, I'm looking at Suzanne, but what you were hearing was the voice of God speaking to you. So if you've never heard God speak before, what you just heard Suzanne say, that was the voice of God speaking to you. He's calling you into the deep. He's calling you mm. into these places so that he can bring a deliverance and a healing to your heart. Mm. So we just encourage you to go through this this time and have this savor moment. We live in a culture where everything is so rushed. And if you're like me and you listen to podcasts the way I do, I listen to them on one and a half speed. Good <laughs> luck listening to me on one and a half speed. Y'all must sound like this one. What's that? I mean, I must sound like a crazy woman if you're listening to me. I on didn't one even and know that was a thing. Again, total side note. We are ruining the saver moment here. <laughs> but the first time I ever listened to a podcast and I had accidentally put it on like two times the speed <laughs> and it was sounded just like whatever you just did. And I was like, I thought my phone was broken and I called Stacey and she's like, I think you have it on two times the speed. I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yes. So if you're stuck in that mode, you have accidentally hit it. It's down in the bottom left corner, yes. I think. And you can slow us down because I know that we tend to speak fast, but we do want you to savor this. We want you to mm. enjoy completely what God has for you. And so, yes, you can just listen to this podcast and go about your day. And that's okay. That's fine. We appreciate that. But our heart's desire for you is to take some time to really reflect on these questions and to spend time with God mm. answering some of these questions and getting to um, the heart of what's going on. So we hope that you do that. And, you know, for us, um, when we were doing this and thinking about creating these saver moments, Suzanne and I both love worship music. I think we may have shared with you that we wish that we could sing, but we can't. Don't worry, we're it's never so going to sing. Maybe, maybe if we can hit like a thousand viewers or a we'll thousand sing listeners, a we'll sing yeah. a song. Yeah. Then we will lose all of our then listeners. everyone who said they were listening would never listen again. That's true. So we won't do that. <laughs> but we do love to listen to songs. And so we've picked two of our favorite songs that we would listen to. Um, In this kind of specific savor moment where we just want to ask the presence of God to be with us, to reveal things to us. Yeah. You might not know what the lies are you feel about God, right? So ask Him to show you. Absolutely, because you might not know, and He can show you that, and He will, and He wants to. So the songs that we chose were You're Welcome in This Place by Maverick City. Whoop, whoop, yeah. whoop, whoop. Guess who chose that one? <laughs> and Holy Spirit by Francesca Battistelli. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever been in my house, then you know that I probably chose that one because um, <laughs> when you walk in my front door, there is a painting on the wall opposite my front door and it says, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. And so that is my heart's desire for my home. And I'd love to have all you ladies come over and hang out so we yeah. could uh, enjoy that. But those are the two songs that we suggest. And again, those will be in the show notes for you. But we really want you to just savor God. You know, I was thinking about it and um, we can tell you all day long, taste and see that the Lord is good. And it's kind of like, 
Yeah, but you have to experience it. That's the point of this is being able to experience God yourself. And so part of the savor moment is ask God to increase your experience of him, your awareness of his presence with you. And it's not just this ooey gooey feeling. It is the very living, real, eternal God. If you are his child, his presence is with you wherever you go. And so ask him to increase your awareness of that. I I think of it this way. I mean, I can make you a mean steak dinner, but you have to choose to eat it. I can prepare it for you and I can have the best sauce on it and I can have everything ready for you. But at some point you have to come to the table and eat the food. And so um, God's prepared the most incredible meal for us. And it's our choice on whether or not we come and partake of the goodness of God. So we Amen. love you and we want you to do that because we've experienced that freedom and we can are continuing in areas of our life to experience God's freedom. And we just want that for you guys. Amen. Absolutely. So get your pad, your paper or your journal or your I was going to say your iPod. We don't use those anymore, do we? Your phone. That's right. <laughs> okay, I'm not that old, but um, I'm technologically challenged. But Me too. just get whatever you need, and maybe you don't need all that. Maybe you just want to sit in the presence of God and um, taste and see that He is good. Absolutely. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to being with you again soon. And don't forget, savor those moments. Thank you for listening to Savor. For information on SOAR Women's Ministry, visit CrosstownChurch.com or download our app. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please remember to like and subscribe. 